it's not completely their responsibility. Us as the user, we have to shift our mindset a little bit more and become a little bit more proactive with what we consume, how we consume it, when we consume it, for how long. And I think we have much more control than maybe we give ourselves credit for already. Hey, I'm one of those postgrads looking for purpose and trying to live a balanced life aren't we all? I've always had a thing for personal growth and striving to level up to the best version of myself for myself and those around me. So if your jam is personality types, leading a healthy lifestyle, balancing your hobbies with your work life and wildest dreams, and seeking to see each day as a new opportunity to grow, then we should be friends. Learn to level up with each episode of this podcast, all about wellness, hosted by me, Maria Cage, a 20-something-year-old master's grad who can't help but get lost in life's possibilities, city thrills, and taking new challenges head on. I want to be your internet gal pal, so listen in to motivate your overall internal and external wellness. We're covering it all from social relationships and fitness to stories of action, imagination, and more to become the highest version of yourself. Remember, the only way to level up is to first say yes to playing the game. So, what do you say? Let's go. Now, I'm so excited you're joining me for the first episode under this new name. Welcome up to the Level Up podcast, and I'm going to get into why exactly I felt that I needed to give the podcast a little bit of spice. I felt like it was a time of change in my life and the content obviously that I would create would reflect that change. So this rebrand is technically, yes, a rebrand, but I'm really just, I feel being more clear with who this podcast is for. My very original idea was to talk about media and pop culture, and that quickly shifted into things that I'm more interested in helping others with specifically. I mean, I love pop culture, but so much of those topics were becoming more on the commentary side for me, and I found it much easier and beneficial to come to you guys each week with topics on all things wellness since it is really a huge part of my life. Uh, It's something that I've really become interested in seriously for the past two-ish years, I would say, and it excites me, really, all the content that I have thought about that can really relate to those who choose to listen and follow along, y'all. We are going to be leveling up in all aspects of life, and I am pumped for it. I have plans to talk about inner work, acceptance and self-confidence, mindset, energy, social media. So that's where bits and pieces of don't quote me on that vibes will still remain. So no worries. Along with our segment for the record, that's not going anywhere because I love it. And I hope you guys do as well. I'm just excited because I know there are a lot of ways that I can take this more complex subject of wellness and really break it down and get into thought-provoking and constructional things you guys can take away as I work and continue to strive to level up to the best version of myself. So I'm excited to bring you guys along my journey and we can all kind of work together, hopefully build a community of everyone who is just really in that or trying to even be in that wellness mindset, you know, striving to be the best version of yourself. So since I mentioned, don't quote me on that, my lovely ode, I want to get started with today's topic, which I thought was a great segue into this slight genre shift. I want to talk to you guys today about how to take control of your social media.
So what exactly do I mean by take control of your social media? We probably can all agree to some extent, at least, that social media has made us feel like crap or just bad about ourselves or something negative at one point or another, or maybe all the time. And that's really what this episode is for. But sometimes, even though we do experience those feelings, we might feel like we're the only ones experiencing that, like we're the odd ones out because everyone else's social media makes it appear that they're not experiencing those feelings. So just to level the understanding for the record this week, I wanted y'all to know just some kind of good, clean stats on social media and its users. To start, I actually wanted to share some ways social media can affect our mental health. And this is from an article that I found on Forbes. Uh, For one, social media is addictive, and I'll touch on that a lot a bit later on and how we can combat or manage that addiction that I definitely have just to my phone in general and the idea of passive usage or mindless scrolling that consumes many of us today. Next, it also triggers more sadness and less well-being. This podcast is all about wellness, like I mentioned earlier, and how we can use social media to enhance our wellness rather than take away from it. Social media is a huge part of our world. Yes, our tragic first world problems, but nonetheless, it does affect us and it is an ever-present tool that has power to influence our mood and the perception of our lives. That's not something we should be ashamed of or feel bad about. It's a reality. Um, One study that I actually found in this article found that individuals in a representative sample of young adults in the United States who used social media the most out of the sample were three times as likely to experience feelings of perceived social isolation. Isolation, my gosh. So those who were on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and what TikTok the most were three times as likely to feel lonely and to feel disconnected from the actual people around them. Additionally, we know that social media feeds comparisons of our lives to that of others. And if it doesn't, if if it hasn't affected you in that way, then it has the capacity to, right? We always talk about and need to continue talking about how everyone only is, for the most part, majorly posting highlights on social media. And many of those highlights are filtered, posed, curated to such a high degree to enhance that already highlighted moment. So that moment that's already a great moment, a great experience is then, you know, layered with filters or poses or just particular curation that makes it seem even more heightened. All the while, everyone experiences lows but people aren't sharing them nearly as much. So we're creating narratives of other people's lives as compared to our own life because that's all we see as a representation of their life is their highlighted moments or whatever we can see on the external. If we knew what was happening behind their social media, then that might be a different story. But for a lot of us, we have these relationships and we see these accounts and these people that we love to follow and we're interested in their lives and we're motivated by them or whatever and we are only seeing what they're allowing us to see. So we are then creating narratives of other people's lives as compared to our own life, where we have the full story of what we go through and what how we feel day in and day out, but we only know the curated moments from their lives. So the way that a lot of us use and consume through social media isn't constructive and isn't giving us all the information that we need to have an accurate view of these people's lives. And those comparisons can then lead to jealousy and very negative thought cycles. So before I get into a little bit more of the meat of the episode and the tips that I'm going to share with you guys on how I personally have taken control of my social media 
and continue to try to maintain control of my social media in a very active, intentional way, I wanted to talk a little bit about the responsibility of these big platforms that we're using. They have millions and millions of users. Let's take Instagram, for example. Your experience, some would argue, is out of your control or it can feel that way. And I talk a little bit about the responsibility of the companies like Instagram, like Facebook, like Twitter, like TikTok, to take proper precaution in developing their platforms to give the user the ability um, to have a more constructive experience to prevent them from having a negative experience. And I talk a little bit more about this in my episode called The Death of Instagram, which you guys should definitely listen to that one if you haven't already. I talked briefly about how, yes, it is a part of these huge companies' responsibilities to acknowledge the addictive potential of their apps that really suck our money, our life, our time, and sometimes even our happiness away and decrease adverse mental health effects on users. But it's not completely their responsibility. And the reason that I say that is because us as the user, we have to shift our mindset a little bit more and become a little bit more proactive with what we consume, how we consume it, when we consume it, for how long. And I think we have much more control than maybe we give ourselves credit for already. And this is really the inspiration behind this entire podcast episode. And it's bringing me to my first tip to take control of your social media, which my overall first tip is just to remember that social media at the end of the day is a tool. I want to kind of make a comparison here. If you think about tools, you don't just walk around with a hammer in your bag or let's say a power drill, but we do that with our phones, which is one of the most intriguing thoughts in all of this. Our phones and the internet really were created as tools and we're walking around with them every day in our purse, in our backpack, in our back pocket, right within hands reach, arms reach every single day. And people would argue that our phones and what's on them embody so many different things for us now. Our phone is essentially a tool for other tools. It's the alarm clock. It's the way to our health tracker. It's the way to get to our digital form of payment to then get basic needs, to pay for our groceries, to pay for gas, to get places. It's entertainment and it's connection. It's really a tool that is helping us get to, if you think of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it helps us get to a lot of our basic tangible needs and even intangible needs. So slowing down just to remember that overall social media is a tool because there is so much going on. There's so much content on these platforms. There's so much to read, so many thoughts being thrown at you. It's so easy to get overwhelmed when you are going onto these apps, when you're using them actively, to think of it as a tool and what do you use a tool for? You're trying to build something or deconstruct something, perhaps, but usually it's for something constructive. When you think about something like passive usage, these phrases that we've heard like mindless scrolling, it's not the most constructive use of time. It's not always the most constructive use of the platform, period. In fact, the Mayo Clinic also reported that a small study done in 2013 
found that older adolescents using social media passively just to mindlessly scroll, doing whatever they were doing in their free time, actually reported declines in life satisfaction. This time period where this study was done, this is 2013, so I was about maybe a sophomore in high school, so they did this study on my age group, I think. That's what it sounds like. And when I go back to my high school years, I was so deep into the, my YouTube craze. That was where the, inf that's 2013 is about where the influencer was really starting to kind of gain traction. I was deep into watching people like Bethany Moda and all of the beauty gurus on YouTube during that very interesting time period where the aesthetic of videos is very saturated diys were very popular just to set the tone for you guys and i was so into it i do like still watching youtube and obviously the platform has molded into a very amplified version of what i'm describing but i was so passively watching these people's lives and comparing them to that of my own and i was just bullying in suburban neighborhood like going through high school like a normal girl a normal girl i was not you know 1.2 million subscribers on youtube i wasn't sponsored by air apostle but i was watching all these people that i loved who I, I liked to see their life but i i think i would over consume without realizing it and that's really what the point of this study was and i feel like if i was in this study i probably would have reported a decline in life satisfaction because so i was like hey this sucks why am i reading animal farm while bethany moda and all of her friends get to vlog at vidcon and playlist live and travel by themselves and i'm 15 and i'm bored in class like that's probably what i would have said um and obviously i'm a little bit removed from that time period but i really do believe i would have said something along the lines of that or believed that at, during that point in time so kind of moving on from that remembering that social media is a tool another big first step to taking control of your social media an essential action really is to cleanse your following i'm gonna be honest i have no idea how some people follow like 3,000 accounts on instagram i it just seems very unmanageable to me personally i do feel like it's a lot i've already talked about how much let's take tiktok for example you can't control as much of what you just stumble upon on that app when you are following so many accounts on any different account on twitter that's why i deleted my twitter y'all because it was too many things coming at me there was too many ways to get information that was very peripheral i didn't need to know it i didn't care I would regret having to read it. I would regret stumbling across it. I would regret opening the app when I was on it. So I stopped being on Twitter a while ago and I've never looked back. But having too many accounts, having too many thoughts and ideas and forms of content coming at you feels like when you feel like you have nothing to wear, but you have all of these clothes in your closet. Or it feels like when you are doing your spring cleaning and you pull everything out of your drawers, you're organizing the laundry, you pull everything out of your closet, for out from under your bed, and everything's in one big pile, and it's just before you organize everything that it's just overwhelming. You're, you look at it and you say, my gosh, I don't even know where to start. You don't want your social media to feel like you don't know where to start, or that you don't want to start, or that you, don't, that you regret getting on the app. You want your social media, whenever you open it, to be a place of motivation where if you are passively 
using or mindlessly scrolling just to fill some time on your bus ride or something, which is inevitable, by the way. If you are doing that, you want to make it as constructive as possible. And following so many accounts can make it harder to do that. So if that's you, if you feel like you're in need of a cleanse, but it seems like a task that's too tall because maybe we're a little bit out of bounds already, no fears. I have a game to keep it kind of fun, and I promise it'll be more fun than unsubscribing from those email lists that you probably also have to cleanse as well. So the game is next time you have some extra time, we're going to use this tool of social media and scroll through your timeline like normal. And as you scroll, unfollow brands or accounts that put out content that just don't do it for you. How to figure that out? Ask yourself, does this inspire or entertain me? And if it doesn't, then give them an unfollow. I follow a lot of Enneagram accounts and Zodiac memes because they entertain me and I always share them with my friends. But if I didn't share them with my friends and if they didn't entertain me, I would unfollow them and sometimes I'll go through my following just for my seasonal social cleanse and realize that I haven't seen that brand or account, I haven't seen their memes or I just don't think they're funny anymore and I'll give them an unfollow. I, the most fun part of this social media cleanse game is to unfollow people that you don't recognize or can't name by their first or last name just by looking at the photo. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to continue just kind of passively, mindlessly scrolling, whatever, doing your thing on your phone, minding your business. And when you come across a photo, don't look at the username. First, look at the picture and just look at all the faces in the picture. It might be one or a group of people. And if you can't name any of the people or at least one of the people in the picture, then you unfollow them. Because if you can't name them from the picture, then you probably in real life wouldn't recognize them. Therefore, why do you need to follow them? Like, I don't get it, right? And when I did this, I found that a lot of it was like people that I met sophomore year of college, one time at a social event and never hung out with them again. And I might not even recognize them caught off guard in person. And the gag is you can even give them one last like. Like it's no hard feelings and just hit the unfollow right after. You support them, but you don't need to be following them, right? And finally, if you maybe recognize the person or you just haven't talked to them in forever and really don't plan on talking to them, if you just wouldn't hang out with them in real life, you should just unfollow them. <laughs> now, cleansing is arguably the most important step because... It's like sorting that laundry. It's like sorting that big pile of everything when you're big when you're spring cleaning in your house or in your room. It makes everything seem a little bit more manageable, more di digestible when it's in smaller chunks or clear groups. So, make your Instagram following relatively smaller chunk and make sure everything in that chunk of followers is at least adding something to your life, whether it's connection, inspiration, motivation. If you don't talk to that person that much, but they're your best friend from first grade and you'll always have a love for them, keep them in your following. You don't have to cut ties with people. It doesn't have to be a very cutthroat thing. We all have those accounts that we fo have followed, but don't actually keep up with. So it's no point in having their content, um, what's the word, clutter up our timelines on our For You pages. My third tip for taking control of your social media is to limit your time on your favorite apps. 
the more you practice the discipline of respecting the limits you set for yourself and respecting the agreement you made with yourself on the amount of time you allow for social media is going to be incredibly impactful over time. A few ways to do this include setting a timer before you go on social media and when the timer goes off, you just have to keep that promise and that's where the discipline really comes in. This is one of my personal favorites because a timer just does everything for me. I love to time block and like it's kind of like a game. I'll set the timer and I'll be like, okay, well, I've got 10 minutes to just do this. And when the timer goes off, that's it. It's like, how much can I do before the timer goes off? Um, So I really like the timer method. But if timers aren't your thing, you could simply use the very handy screen time limit right from your phone that's built in if you have an iPhone. Wondering if they have some version of that for Android, probably should have looked that up. I don't like using screen time as much as I prefer using the timer, but some people really do like screen time. And then another really easy thing you can do is putting your phone face down when not using it and turning off push notifications. I love just putting my phone face down or just leaving it in another room. Right now my phone's not even with me right now. I understand though, some people, it's not realistic for them to do that. But if you can, you could even have it right next to you and just put your phone face down because the whole thing with notifications and just seeing your phone light up out of your peripheral vision if you're trying to focus on something else that's not your phone is really distracting and it can lead you to then picking up the phone and ending up on some of those apps and it may get to a point where it seems out of control. So to prevent that, as a preventative measure, we can attempt to eliminate the distraction before it even becomes a distraction. Another kind of side note on this one about putting your phone face down, you could just turn off push notifications. That's a huge one. I haven't had push notifications on for TikTok ever. And for Instagram or Facebook, I haven't had those on for years. I think I ditched Instagram notifications in maybe my senior year of high school. So I went all throughout college without having it. I don't even remember what it's like to have I can't believe that you get notifications or you can get notifications every time somebody likes your post on Instagram that's insane like to me that was just a lot because I used to be very consumed about that kind of thing and I will tell you it really changed it really changed the game for me to turn off those push notifications it's been something that has changed the way that I use social media and the way that I look at it it really was a part of that shift of me looking at social media less than whatever I used to think of it as and more of a tool Um, It makes more of a difference than you think, and if you've seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix, you know what I'm talking about in regards to notifications and who the heck are these people behind the scenes sending us those notifications because they want you to look. You're going to win the game, and you're going to take your power back, and we're not looking at the notification if we don't have to. So, in summation, remember that social media is a tool. Make sure you're following the right accounts. Limit your time the best way that works for you. Back to following the right accounts, if you have hobbies and things like that, you, uh, like one easy way to make your social media constructive and more enjoyable to be on, not only cleanse your following, but also go ahead and add some things that are going to be better or replace them with better accounts or brands or people that you could follow, people that give really, really good content that inspires you, motivates you, whatever. Um, I'm really, I've been really into wellness, like I told you. So sometimes I'll just go and see whatever the most popular accounts for wellness. You could literally search wellness in the search bar and there's so many accounts that will come up. You can be more specific what type of wellness or if you're really into food, what like 
You could follow food accounts in your area, all kinds of things, all kinds of different ways you could go. I follow this really cool account, which is random, very random. I'm not even into sketching or like drawing. That's not my forte, but there's this really cool account on Instagram called Daily Sketch or something like that. And the reels that they always do are so interesting to watch and very inspiring. So even though I don't love drawing, I love to see what people are creating on there and their content is just great. It's very constructive, love it. So I'm keeping her, of course I'm keeping her, but we're not keeping Nancy from second grade. We're just not doing that. So, don't forget to take those necessary measures and practice discipline, but most importantly, keep the promise you make to actually carry out those measures to keep you from overstimulating and thus potentially having a negative experience during times so that you passively use social media. It's inevitable that we turn to our phones to help us pass the time, but what I really wanted to do in this episode was remind y'all that we have more control than we think. This is our experience and we're able to customize the majority of it on social media through our settings. So if you want it to be toxic, it's very easy to make it so. Just don't take advantage of your settings. And it takes a little bit more thought and intentionality and less passivity to have social media be this great space for connection and creativity, motivation and positivity, because the content is out there. And if it's not, we have the ability to create it ourselves. So basically too long, didn't listen, screw the robots sending us push notifications and create your own experience. That's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed, talk soon. Hey there, thanks so much for leveling up with me this week. When you're not listening to the podcast, keep leveling up with me on Instagram and TikTok at Level Up Podcast. That's L-E-V-E-L-U-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So what are you waiting for? Head there now or check out some of my recent episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure and let us know what you think about the podcast by giving it a little rating. It really helps more people get in on the action, and I love to hear what you guys think. And I'll see you at the same time next week because we got to put in the work. And remember that the only way to level up is to first say yes to playing the game. Thanks for listening.